the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I own and manage a Pinterest management company here based in Portland, Oregon. But I also have this podcast where I teach simple, actionable tips to help you DIY your Pinterest marketing. And today we're going to be talking about something that is really important for those of you who are especially just starting out in Pinterest marketing. You're going to hear a lot of conversation in Facebook threads, even pins on Pinterest about this idea of manual pinning or often called live pinning versus scheduled pinning, which is done through a scheduler. So I brought on my friend here today, Tracy from Penny Pension Mom, to talk about her experience with live and scheduled pinning, and how she's figured out a great system that works for her. So Tracy, thanks so much for coming on the Simple Pin Podcast. Thanks for having me, Kate. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. No problem. Um, I've been blogging for, oh my goodness, uh, nine years. (laughs) I can't believe it's been that long. Uh, Long before the days of Pinterest. So um, figured out a lot of blogging along the way and made a lot of mistakes, as I'm sure many people Mm -hmm. do. But as part of that, the one thing I I always thought about was the new person and how frustrating it is when you can't get the answers to your questions. So I always vowed to be the blogger who wanted to help and answer questions and address things. So I took it upon myself to get to know Pinterest and how it works so that I could actually pass along my experiences to others. And so there's a lot of things I've tried, a lot of things that worked and didn't work. And so over the past several years, I've developed a strategy and I have finally found my groove on Pinterest and getting good traffic and feel like it's time to help educate people and put rumors to rest and make sure that people who are just getting into blogging, or I guess even those who have been doing it for years, that you're being intentional with your time and smart with your time. Yes, definitely. I, You and I share that same heart and vision because I know a lot of new people are, are involved in my Facebook group and you see this angst or this, it's not even frustration, but it's just this aching for something that really works. And they've taken a lot of these things that they've read or posts or um, Facebook threads and they're trying, to, they're kind of like spinning in circles. And what you said, like you really do need to figure out evaluating your hours and the time and what you're spending your time on. Yes. So that's what that's why I'm super excited about this because what might work for other people might not work for us. But mm-hmm. if you start with a balanced approach, if you start with something simple, you can evolve and change your strategy from there. But if you constantly are chasing your tail and going from one to the other to the other man, that, that's a recipe for burnout. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because it's what a lot of people probably don't even know is that Kate used to do my pinning for me. <laughs> and the only reason that I changed that is I felt like I didn't know Pinterest enough. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people who want to help. And like you just said, you need to understand this and you need to invest the time to get to know the platform to figure out what works and what doesn't. And in doing that, I've learned a lot about 
what works for my system and for what my ultimate goals are for my marketing strategy that may not work for others. And so, like you said, you've, you've got to be willing to try things and you need to um, be open to new ideas and invest the time where it makes the most sense for you. Yeah, absolutely. So before we dive into distinguishing like live versus scheduled and all that, I want to just state two places that I would love for everybody to go back and read and listen. One of them is I did do a full study on this back in June of 2017 about the... We did... um, I think it was five or six of our accounts. We did manual live pinning for a week or maybe it was two weeks. I'll have to go back and read it again. But we all did the same section of time and we did it in June, which is not typically a high traffic time. And then what we did was we gathered all the data to see what happened before, during, and after. And if we could notice a difference in these accounts. And what we found was that we found no difference in cross comparing all of these accounts for live pinning versus scheduled pinning. So for that reason, I have always been in the camp of scheduled pinning is going to be a great way for you to save time and be efficient. So I'm just stating that out of the gate. Like I am not a big believer in live or manual pinning. I am a big believer of being on the platform because I do believe that you spending time on Pinterest has huge, huge value for you knowing who your person is and knowing what they're pinning and how, you know, Basically, how they're using the platform. If you don't know that, you're going to be disconnected. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then understanding your Pinterest analytics is another one that I'd love for y'all to go listen to. And that is simplepinmedia.com slash 72. So that's how to understand all of analytics, both Pinterest and Google. So those are two really important things that I think are going to set up the foundation. So with that, let's dive into Tracy. Tell us what is live slash manual pinning. They're both the same. So live or manual pinning is when you happen to find a pin on your site or a blogger you follow and you use their social sharing icons to add it to Pinterest. It's actually the act of being on Pinterest and pinning your own content or other people's pins um, on a regular basis. A manual pinning can also be when you um, upload an image and a URL with a description directly onto the platform. But the whole act is that the pins that are showing up on your boards, you are making happen as you see it occurring. Okay. Yep. You are actually on the app or you're on desktop and you're pinning. Um, This, I think, is something that I do just personally. I haven't incorporated the live manual pinning piece into my simple pin strategy just because um, I'm so into scheduling mode. But I definitely do go and look. And I will sometimes upload an image to Pinterest, especially if we do multiple images that are do not live in the post. We up those, upload those directly to Pinterest and then attach the URL. So with that, how often do you do that by adding multiple images maybe that don't live in the post? You know what? It's I tested it for a little while and I have a few posts that I've tried it on. But for the most part, I've developed a brand and it seems like that brand resonates well with the people who are interested in my pins. And so... Um, we don't do a lot of the extra pins. So I would say out of every 20 posts, maybe one or two is all that I will make multiple pins for. First of all, because I don't have that additional time to devote to making all the extra pins and then manually uploading those and whatnot. Um, because I'm a big person uh, who always is looking for the return on my investment. Where can I be more focused with my time? And for me, 
creating the multiple images and testing them has not proven to be as effective for me. So for my personal account, I don't do that. So I make the pin and I make it live on my posts. So it's right there, easy to pin, easy for others to pin without any problem. Okay, got it. So then explain to us what scheduled pinning is. Okay, scheduled pinning is when you use a service or a platform to pin on your behalf. So for example, like um, Tailwind could be one. That's a big one we, we uh, most of us use. But basically, they slowly drip your pins in. So you could go and say, I want 20 pins to go to my account in this next 24 hours. And I'm going to tell that which pins I want it to add, which are a combination of my own and other people's content. That platform will slowly drip those pins onto my various boards for me without me having to be online. I can be cooking dinner for my kids and my pins are going out. So it's a beautiful thing. Mm, Okay. Yes, it is a beautiful thing (laughs) because you don't have to be on your phone or on your desktop all day long trying to put pins on there. I've heard a lot of theories that people say like, do it 10 minutes a day, three times a day. I would just never forget, or I would always forget. That's double negative. Um, So the pinning has a great advantage. So then the next question people usually ask is, there seems like there's a lot of schedulers to choose from. How do I know which one to choose? Okay, so there, you're right. There are several. The two big ones that most people know are Tailwind and Board Booster. Um, but you can also use Buffer or Viral Tag. Uh, there are also platforms which allow pinning. One people ask about is Hootsuite. And while you can use that, you have to go through Tailwind to use Hootsuite. So uh, bypass Hootsuite and just use Tailwind. But, you know, there are all these options, but there's only one I ever recommend because I'm a big rule follower and I always follow those terms and I don't ever want to be the example. I'm so afraid that if I do something I'm not supposed to, everyone's going to say, oh, remember that time Penny Pinch and mom got her Pinterest account (laughs) taken away because she wasn't doing what she was supposed to? Yeah, I don't want to go there. So I use only API approved partners um, and the only one is Tailwind. And so that's why I use that. Now, the API, a lot of people, what they don't realize is that's kind of a key. And so it's how the platform can unlock kind of the back door, if you will, to be able to push that content through. If you're not an approved partner, there are workarounds and things you can do to still make the pinning happen. But Pinterest itself says you're not supposed to use anything that they don't approve of. So again, I'm not going to get caught up in that. And so I make sure I'm doing what I should be doing to grow my accounts in the best way possible so that I'm along with those the terms of service and it all works together and I rest easy at night. Yeah, I agree with that. I will say too, Buffer has the API as well, okay. but Buffer is very, very clunky as far as Pinterest scheduling. A lot of their other social options that they have through Buffer are really friendly schedulers. But the advantage and that I find with Tailwind is their smart schedule. So it's mm-hmm. I don't have to select the time. Whereas when I started my business back in 2014, I used Viral Tag for that first year and a half. And I haven't used it since. So I can't speak to how they do with their scheduling. But it was choosing a time each time. So... When I went to Tailwind, I felt like it did get super fast and quick. And just so everybody knows, like this podcast is not sponsored by Tailwind at all. (laughs) So it's just one that we found is really easy for us and for you, Tracy, because it is so 
smooth. I think oh, that is the other thing is I need something. In fact, um, I don't often schedule on my own account simply because we're often bringing in two new team members and they train on my account. So sometimes if I go in there, it's kind of just to like throw a curveball at them to like have the client you know, pin with them, which is kind of fun, but nobody's on my account this week. So actually yesterday I spent a big chunk of time pinning with Tailwind and adding more pins and adding different pins and just kind of getting back into that groove of pinning. Not that I'll stay there for a long time because there's other things I have to focus on in my business. But the fact that it was so easy for me just to go click, 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 click. And then I've got 10 pins scheduled in like 30 seconds. Oh gosh. Yes. It's incredible. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I guess the other reason that I also like Tailwind is I think they listen to us. Um, They're really interactive and they know that without the people using their platform, they wouldn't exist. So it's just another perk. And yeah, it's just so easy. I just love the click, click, click. I refresh. I'm like, okay, I want to just pin 20 today. I, oh, I'm four shy. I need to go find four more pins. You know, it's just yeah. it's so easy to use. Yes, the keeping track for sure. Okay, so somebody is listening and they have heard both live and scheduled and they're going, okay, so there has to be a theory as to why live and manual pinning is even, you know, people presented as a good option. So tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so we, we, you mentioned this a little bit ago, and you do need to be on the platform. There's just no getting around that. So even if you use a scheduler, you should be on the platform seeing who's following you, um, who is your user, uh, what is out there, how do things look. So it's just putting you in there so that you're aware. But there's this understanding or this belief, I guess, that if you're pushing out the content manually on the platform, that that's all Pinterest wants. That if you are using anything other than you pushing that little button to put that pin on that board, Pinterest does not like you. Then what happens is people start getting traffic. They start doing this manual pinning and they they start getting traffic and it looks great. But the problem is, is it manual pinning or is it that you were intentionally pinning? Was it the right board? Was it a good image? Was the, the, um, the call to action one that forced people to want to click? So it's more than just the action of pinning it. There are so many variables and analytics, and I don't think people are digging into that enough to really be able to say it is 100% because I was on the platform pinning that content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I would I would add to that as well. Like whenever you make a change on Pinterest or you do something, be sure to look at the entire picture as to what what's happening. What season are you in on Pinterest? When is your high traffic time? When is your low traffic time? Take a lot of those factors into consideration because they may be affecting you more than live or scheduled pinning. So just to pin it on one thing is pretty tough. Like to do any type of study on Pinterest is very, very difficult. You know, we hear it a lot when people say they turned rich pins on or off or they've done these certain things. And if you are ever going to test anything on Pinterest, you have to do it in a a wider period of time, probably about six months. And then you also have to look at your traffic before you did it, after you did it in the year before. There's there's just so much that people don't realize that goes into (laughs) it. It's not as simple as A equals, you know, A plus B equals C at all the time. Absolutely. And the other thing I find a lot of times is that you know, like, especially on newer accounts, if you've not been active on Pinterest and all of a sudden you manual pinning, you're going to see stats going up. Of course, they're going to go up 
because you weren't doing anything before. So like you said, you do have to analyze the before, the during, the after, the previous, and all of these different um, metrics to make sure you really have a good picture of if this type of pinning strategy is successful or not. Yes, exactly. And also too, you know, when we are looking at even sharing case studies on our clients, I am so careful with how we choose them because I could... I could show a study like that too. Somebody who just got on there and grew like 1100% in like three (laughs) months. But guess what? Before this case study, which some people don't mention, they were doing nothing or maybe their pictures were terrible or they weren't keywording or they weren't pinning. There's so much lead up to when you start this that that's the grain of salt piece that we're talking about here that when you read somebody's study ask good questions to really get to the bottom of what were you doing before? What were you doing with your images, your keywords? That will give you the whole picture instead of just a graph that shoots straight up. And then you feel like you need to chase that strategy. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. So then why would somebody choose manual pinning over scheduled pinning then? Uh, well, I, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's actually, honestly, for some people, it's control. They want to see what's being pinned. They want to see everything that happens on their account. And I understand that. I am a control freak myself, um, self-admitted, and I own it. But um, I've learned to let go of a little of that over the years. But the other reason I keep thinking I'm seeing so much manual pinning is they hear one person says, I had success. Like you said, all of a sudden I had an 11,000% traffic increase. Well, of course you did if you weren't doing anything before. I just don't think they're having enough of the information. I don't know if there's enough study there. And the sad thing is, especially when you're new, when you hear someone successful doing A, you go with A. You forget to investigate B, C, or D. And you forget to test B, C, and D. And so I think they get hung up with the, okay, so-and-so said they did this and they're getting, you know, 15,000 page views a day from Pinterest. So I have to do what they are doing. That's not really how it works. No. And I think that's the trap of our industry is that it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses, right? Yes. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. You know, somebody else's grass is greener on the other side. And I did a podcast a while back, which was page views versus income, like which matters most. And a lot of people felt more drawn to this page view piece so intensely that they were even forgetting that even though maybe they got a 1000 page views compared to somebody's 15,000 page views, they were actually making more money. But what I felt was there was this mindset issue that they just couldn't get past that number and they wanted to, to conquer it. And so they felt like their drive was to beat that more than increase their income. So that that's another thing to evaluate is this time that you're spending, how much is it directly related to how much money you're making? Because your blog is your business, your whatever you're doing is your business that releases your goals in other areas of your life. So yes, definitely evaluate whether or not somebody's strategy works good for your business to wake your to be able to increase your income for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just have to do that. Yes. Okay. So now the nitty gritty. I want to hear about your experience and how you've pulled these all together and figured out for you what works. So for years, I was a board booster gal. Um, I had experts and you know, what defines an expert? I'm really not sure. I don't know either. I I, I referred to as experts. They looked like 
and they looked like they were killing it on Pinterest. I don't know. I didn't really have the stats to back it up. I didn't see their traffic. Um, so anyway, I thought, okay, well, these experts are using Board Booster. So you know what? I have to use Board Booster because that's what they have said I have to do. So I set it up and I started using it. And Kind of, I said it and I forgot it, you know, because that's what you use Board Booster for. Well, I started noticing some traffic changes and this was just shy of a, of a year ago. This was last spring. And I thought, okay, something's going on. And so I started monitoring it very carefully for several weeks. And I started reading, is this an algorithm change? Um, are other people experiencing the same things? Is this just my account? Because I'm not the kind of person who's going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and jump to conclusions just because one thing happens. And so I continued to watch it and the traffic just kept going down and down and down. And I thought, well, you know, this whole API thing, maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Um, so I started questioning it and I thought, you know what? This isn't working. I have to be open to something new. And here, this was in this whole theory. I was reading more about this manual or light pinning. And I thought, that's my answer. Okay, great. So I'm going to throw this away. No more board booster. And I'm all in on live pinning. So I started live pinning. Um, every day, I started updating some images, which some of them were really bad and needed to be changed. My descriptions needed to be changed. We talked about that. And I started doing that. And I didn't like it. I'll admit it because I felt like I was married to my computer and I had to log on a few times a day. I had to find the content to pin. I had to track it. So many different things I had to do. But I thought, okay, this is what I have to do, you know, because this is what I need to do to be successful. And then what was really funny is my traffic started going up. And I'm like, yes, manual pinning is the answer. Praise God. I love this. This is great. Except I didn't really love it because I was still tied to my computer. I have three kids and a business, a husband, a house, and a dog to take care of. I, you know, 10 minutes extra on the computer, it's not for me. And I'm like, I cannot keep up with this pace. I can't do it. And even then I was only spending about 45 to 50 minutes a day, but it was still time I didn't feel like was well spent. So I thought, okay, I'm have to try something new. Here's Tailwind. I'll try Tailwind. So I went all in Tailwind, stopped the manual pinning the whole nine yards. And I thought, okay, well, they're an approved partner. Maybe that's going to help me. Um, you know, but if even if it takes a dip right now, I'm too busy to worry about this. So I jumped in and I used the smart schedule. And I started adding things to my schedule and I noticed my traffic looked pretty good and it didn't go down. I was shocked. So then I kept scheduling and I kept getting more involved and kept updating those pins and things. And all of a sudden, my traffic started going up and it kept going up. And so I realized, okay, this is working. And then I joined tribes and tribes are like little clusters, if you will, of like pinners and you all share each other's pins to help one another. And so all of a sudden I realized, okay, now I'm spending maybe two hours a week at the most versus up to an hour a day on Pinterest. Okay, so seven hours versus two hours. Hello, I'm taking two hours. But it was even more than that for me. I started analyzing the return of an, on my investment. And my investment was my time. And I started looking at what is the traffic I'm getting for spending seven hours a week scheduling the Pinterest versus two hours. In two hours, I can get the same, if not more traffic, which leaves me five hours to either be a mom or to invest on something in my business that I know is going to make me profitable. And so... I realized, okay, Tailwind is working with me. 
And so, you know, I've had those little dips. We all have the ebbs and flows of Pinterest. You know, we always have the, I call it the February 15th drop off. (laughs) I know it's like a cliff. (laughs) It is like, it's like, everything's great until Valentine's day. Then the bottom falls out and everyone thinks the sky is falling and then Pinterest changed everything. And I have to redo my strategy. And this year it was really funny. My, um, I didn't have the February 15th drop off. (laughs) Go figure. It kept going and I'm watching other people's accounts and, um, I'm seeing their accounts are going down and mine continues to grow. And I attribute that to my consistency and having a strategy and getting those pins that are, you know, they're always, there's new content always being pushed out there. I'm always looking at my images. I'm always looking to improve my descriptions. And so what I ended up learning through all of this process was that, well, board booster wasn't working. I, I can say that without a doubt. But then I came to this whole manual versus tailwind. And I came to this theory that manual maybe sounded good, but maybe my increase when I started manual pinning wasn't manual pinning. It was me realizing I had bad images, that I had descriptions that maybe did not have the proper keywords because I did that at the same time. And because the traffic has continued to increase and I'm doing so much better and getting more exposure on tailwind. Tailwind's working for me and it's a scheduler, you know, and I'm even at this point now that I'm teaching somebody how to schedule like I want it scheduled. So I'm going to be able to turn over my Pinterest scheduling completely so I can 100% devote my time in the areas of my business that are the most profitable for me. And it's just, it's like this weight lifted off of my shoulders to know that we finally found the strategy that works for us. And it's absolutely a scheduler. Yeah, I would agree. And I'm going to touch a little bit on what you just said, which I think a lot of people don't realize. And you said you worked on your keywords, you worked on your images, and you worked on the type of content that you were creating. Like it was a holistic picture. And that directly ties to the algorithm. And a lot of people talk about algorithm changes, they talk about updates, and there are updates that happen. But if we cross compare that with what an algorithm on Pinterest is, it's the smart feed. And it's been the smart feed since 2014. And it looks at images, keywords, and domain authority. So are your people sharing your content? Is your are people sticking around on your site and, you know, hanging around for a little bit longer, very similar to bounce rate. So when you evaluate images, and you evaluate keywords, you get this really great effect with your whatever you're doing to schedule your pins, because you're optimizing everything that goes out. And so many people will say, you know, I'm just the the factor will be scheduled or live pinning. But that doesn't so much affect the algorithm as much as your images and your keywords. So to to push that emphasis back there, and then not you know, when something doesn't work in our manual or our scheduled pinning, the first response is, and there's an algorithm change, or, um, you know, there's not this responsibility back on what do your images look like? What are your keywords that you're using? Because people on Pinterest, everybody has their own smart feed. There isn't this like one smart feed. It's how do you get your content into your readers, your users, smart feed so that they can interact with you more, which makes everybody's strategy unique to themselves. It's not just Facebook or, you know, Instagram or whatever, trying to kind of optimize for this whole thing. We're really just looking, how can we find our people and connect with them so that they connect with us? Absolutely. You know, and it's just, 
I said, I owned that my images were bad. And so when I started seeing that I was getting more connections with people, I realized, okay, it was, this was on me. This was not a Pinterest problem. This was a penny pension mom not knowing how to make a good image problem. And so that was, I know, a catalyst, I think, in really restarting what I was doing. And even now, I feel like if you search for any types of categories or, you know, you're in a niche. And so you're always looking for that certain type of content to repin, even whether it's through trending or through search. I feel like I see the same images over and over again. So even now, I will even take and redo an image. Okay, that one's been on there for a year. Let me try doing something different. It might be a similar title. I might try different font. I might try some different words or whatever. So that that pin all of a sudden has new life. And when it gets new life, it gets into that smart feed and it's, you know, gets people see it and they engage with it because they've not seen it before. And it's interesting and it's unique. So I find that I feel like if I just say stagnant and I'm not willing to continue to improve what I've gotten or what I've created and what I'm putting out there, I'm not going to continue to grow. And the added benefit of that, and we talked about those multiple images previously, I do end up with multiple images on Pinterest, but I'm not A-B testing them against one another to see which one does better. They just get pushed out over time as I continue to change things. And, you know, I've had it before. I've been sitting here at night and I'll just be on Pinterest, you know, watching TV, kids are doing their thing. And I'm just looking as a user because I do use it as a user. And all of a sudden I'll see something, a title will pop in my mind of something I need to do on a pin. I'll literally get up and go write it down and the next day go pick a new pin because it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I should word my pin this way because I have found that people get so hung up on titling the pin the exact same title as their blog post. But I have all, I have found that your title on Pinterest should be different. You know, if you can add something different, you know, or solve the problem or use those buzzwords like brilliant, awesome, incredible, simple, why you must not, or, you know, those words, you can get people to click. And they're not going to be mad when they get to your blog post and go, oh my goodness, your title's not the same. <laughs> they couldn't they, they could care less. They just want to get the information. Yep. So again, all these little variables that I know have made the difference. And so I think people have to be willing to test and you have to be open to the idea that, you know, maybe my plan's not working. You know, I always come back to the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result. If that's not Pinterest, I don't know what is. You have to be open to trying something new. If I'm not getting traffic from what I'm doing, you know what? I need to try something new. It's this it's ridiculous just to continue hoping that something's going to just suddenly change. Yes. Amen to all of that. Cause in in fact, I was going to say, you know, the biggest takeaway, like if somebody's made a decision, you know, after listening to this and they finally walked away and said, okay, I'm going to choose scheduling or I'm going to choose live penny or whatever you want to end up choosing, just go with it, but then focus on your images. Cause I agree with you about your titles is that I tell people that same thing, billboard advertising. If you want to really hook them in with a provocative text or something that is really compelling, change what it is 
that you've written on there. I mean, you have one that I was looking through, you know, as you were talking was like shopping hacks you need to know or daylight savings, 12 things you must do when springing forward. Um, You know, you could just say like 12 tips for the time change, but people are more curious. What are the things I need to do to get prepared? Or, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that you could throw in there that piques their curiosity and you're still delivering on the other side. Absolutely. It's those hooks. It's those, those buzzwords, those things that just make people can't help. It's like, they have to know. They have to know. And it's, it's a crazy thing, but I do it. I'll leave people like, oh, the secrets. Well, what are those secrets? I need to know their secrets, you know? And then I click over. I'm like, oh, I knew that. But I still clicked because they made me want to click. So you just have to be willing to try that and just, you know, be creative and don't be afraid to fail. I guess that's the big thing, you know? If you try and it doesn't work, you know what? Then pick yourself up dust yourself off and try something Mm, else. Good words of wisdom there. Anything else you would want people to know who are debating between manual and live or manual and scheduled pinning? You know, like like we've said over and over, just be open to the idea. You know, don't be so close-minded that this is the only way to do things. Like you and I said over and over, what works for one account doesn't work for another. Be willing to try something new. If you try and you fail, at least you know, and you won't always be wondering what if. So where can people go to check out your pins and check out your site to see what it is you're doing? It is pennypensionmom.com. And there is no G in there, right? That's right. No G. If you type a G, it's all right. I'll still get you there. But it is, it's pinching without a G. But yeah, come on over there and pop over to Pinterest and follow along. And I'd love to see what you guys are doing too. So fantastic. Thanks so much, Tracy, for sharing this wisdom with us. And if anybody listening wants to hear more, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 94. We're going to have all the links of things that we've talked about. We're going to have all the breakdown too of manual versus scheduled and any other tips that you need will be there in the show notes. So thanks again, Tracy. I really appreciate the time you took to tell us all about this. Oh, thanks for having me, Kate. It was a pleasure. 